The one. Off speed, out towards center field. Hit pretty well. Andy Chavez, however, near the top will make the catch. And the Angels are done here in the eighth. This is after the last out of the eighth inning. And usually he points it out towards center field, but this time he pointed it right towards the Angels' dugout. I wonder if he uh, just vapor locked and thought that that was the ninth inning, that that was it. Trout takes off. The pitch is caught on. That's down the right field line. That'll go for extras. Trout went into a slide at second. He's headed to third. He's being waved in. Here comes a throw by Romero. We are tied up at five. The ball gets away. Pujols remains at second. And while Albert got to second base, Albert took the arrow out and shot it at the Angels' dugout. Boy, I love this. This is what baseball is all about, especially now two rivals going at it. 1-0 pitch. There's a flare out to right field, and there it is. Hit number 3,000 for Albert Pujols. The fourth player in Major League Baseball history with at least 600 home runs and 3,000 hits. Joining Hank Garrett, Willie Mays, and Alex Rodriguez. Add Albert Pujols to that list. And what a moment this is for Albert with his teammates, his family here. History in Seattle here for Albert Pujols. So I've been on vacation for the past couple of weeks, so it's been quite a while since we've recorded one of these. Uh, all sorts of stuff has happened since I've been gone, but the first thing I want to talk about is something that happened a long time ago. So much like you did on your vacation, I finally read Moneyball. Nice. And I have come to a, a, a vastly different conclusion. Oh, great. I'm ready. Billy Bean is the worst GM <laughs> of all time. Uh, negative. This How do a, you come to that conclusion? This guy's a clown. He's a clown. First How? of all, this like celebrated draft class that you got, come on. Like they spend like 50 pages on Jeremy Brown. The guy played like his major league career lasted shorter than the amount of time in that book that he got. Stupid. Yeah, I also kind of thought that was weird. I'll give you that. That was like, did, like, they, did, like uh, they had an incredible opportunity with that draft. And they blew it. It's horrible. I don't. I mean, how do you speak to the MLB draft? You know, like I don't know. It's well, the whole it's the whole too thing long though, is of a, a process the whole thing from is drafting about how to good this dude is and how amazing he is at drafting. And this guy is like, he's a clown. He's not a clown. He's You're a, a clown. clown. You're a clown. Thank you for tuning into episode 27 of the baseball podcast. After our long hiatus while the cat was on vacation, that introductory audio is uh, two parts. The first part of Pujols and uh, Mike Trout rubbing it in the face of uh, Fernando Rodney as they tie it up in a blown <laughs> save, one of his several thousand. And the second part is Pujols' 3,000th hit that he accomplished this year. So I, I just want to give you some of the names that they drafted here in this first oh. round. What, what like, year is this? Re- refresh this, my memory this here. It's 2002, and this is supposed to be he's some brilliant draft magician. Give me a okay, break. Okay. Give me a break. So the, his first pick gets Nick Swisher. Okay, stud. Yeah. C- congratulations. Next. You got a utility player. It's not a utility. Okay, he was also a Yankee. Thank you. Yeah, and he was a great utility player for the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> and then you get... Joe Blanton. Whoa. Congratulations, guys. Who, who are you suggesting that he pick instead of these people? That's my... How about uh, the player that was picked directly after by the San Francisco Giants, Matt Kane? That might have helped a little bit. Yeah, great five and, starter. Next. And then, with your first supplemental pick, Jeremy Brown, who played in four games. Never advanced past being the third catcher in your depth chart. What a joke. What a clown. And then, don't worry, we got three more picks to go. 
Who could forget the amazing career of Steve Obenchain? That was a good one. Just let me let me know when you're. Oh, also this year in the second round, the Yankees selected Brandon Whedon. Remember that ancient quarterback in the NFL? And then at least the at, the, at least the A's are drafting people who play baseball or who I they want think, to play baseball. I, don't, I mean, are you in, are you, in are the fortieth round? The A's drafted Jonathan Papelbon. Wait, Ever heard you, of him? Are you really about to bring up the fact that the A's draft people that want to play baseball after you guys just drafted the Oklahoma quarterback? That yeah, because he's going to play baseball. After he plays football. Such a long hiatus. People are excited to get back, and you just bring all your South American negativity to this podcast. It's a shame. We had so many good things lined up, and you have to once again bash Billy Bean. It's a, unbelievable. I think the thing that... You know, you kind of like you hear rumors about like how insane he is and like how he's a spaz, but to like mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. read true accounts of what a spaz this guy is. Oh my goodness! And like it kind of put into perspective the whole Josh Donaldson trade too, where as we discussed when Josh Donaldson got traded and we were super confused by it and the return return was pretty weak and. This didn't make any sense because Donaldson is a perfect A. Cost nothing. Signed for a long time. And there was rumors that he was traded because of stuff that he had said. And at the time, we were like, there's no way that Billy Bean would do that. And then after reading this book, I am convinced that that's exactly what happened because that is the kind of maniac that Billy Bean is. Ah, you're a maniac. He's a Billy Bean's a stud. Get out of here. He's a clown. This is a, this is a clown segment. Next, right, your boy, so. <laughs> Matt Harvey, DFA'd, and then traded to the Reds for Devin Mesoraco. <laughs> Who is if you had a, Devin Mesoraco actually had, playing pretty good for the Mets, too? I, I don't even know. I don't like to look at him because he has those deep, socketed eyes. His eyes are set back like two inches behind his orbital bones. It creeps me out. No, thank you. If you had a crystal ball, and when Matt Harvey was, you know, a rookie, and you said, this dude's going to get traded for Devin Mesoraco, I would have slapped you in the face. I never would have believed you. And then, and then, and then Homer Bailey was going to go to the bullpen. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. Oh, how frustrating is it to be a Reds fan right now? Like, your, like, young players are, like, like, not developing in the way that people would hope they would. Like, oh. Luis Castillo is supposed to come out and be like a Scion candidate this year. This dude's giving up home runs like he's handing out candy. It's terrible. Crazy. I feel like I feel like I would just watch. I wouldn't watch them pitch at all. And then I would just watch uh, Votto and Scooter Jeanette's at-bats, and that's it. Hmm. I would like to say that I would wear... A Matt Harvey Reds jersey. I know you would. I was really hoping six that he six was going to get hundred and five million for the best reliever the Reds got, Homer Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that because the Giants are in need of starting pitching, and I was hoping that the Giants were going to get Harvey so I could see him pitch in person all the time. But alas. Did not happen. Stuck with Derek Holland. But yeah, Derek Holland. the mighty, the mighty have fallen. Derek Holland has like a good start through about three innings, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, it just the wheels fall off, and you're like, oh, here we go. Man, yeah, that is a mess. Yeah. Speaking of messes. I would like to concede one of the bets that we've made already. I'm ready. I got a little carried away. I will admit it with my confidence in Matt Moore. Yeah. It's not going well. (laughs) (laughs) Was that an actual bet? That was an actual bet. And I think that I bet that he was going to have an ERA under four, and I think his ERA is like, close to eight right now um 
just <laughs> beautiful. It's not going well. Yeah. I now understand why the Giants traded him for peanuts. Yes. Brutal. But they basically got a slightly younger version in uh, Derek Holland. So. That's true. It's true. So your boy, Walker Bueller, this dude's ended up yeah. to be maybe the best pitcher on the Dodgers this year. <clears throat> well, you called it. Uh, credit to you for... I mean, not that it was a shot in the dark. The dude is in the top 20 of the MLB prospects. No, everyone said I was wrong. But no I don't like this. I don't, I don't like your note here. What? Uh, Dodgers no-hitter, six innings pitch, 93 pitches. That's, that's not a no-hitter to me. It doesn't count. What do you mean? Why doesn't it count? Because like, you, you get, like, you have to go the whole game. You have to pitch a solo no-hitter. It's like a team no-hitter. That's... That's team lame. Are, you could, you could have nine. If I, I could get a no-hitter every game, i bring in nine different pitchers, one each inning. And they just throw 100 miles an hour. That's, no, that doesn't count, dude. I mean, to be fair, no one considers a team no-hitter to be the same. Yeah. It's like it shouldn't a, even be mentioned. I don't even want to consider it. Well, I, I, I disagree <laughs> with you. I think they're super fun. I love no-hitters in all their forms. Um, and I also will say, he, Walker Buehler is not the best pitcher on the Dodgers. It's Ross Stripling, which is who the hell saw that one coming? Yeah. I mean, Clayton Kershaw, this is just such a bummer, man. Yeah. Uh, right. It's going to be interesting. He's not. There's no way he's opting out. Like, he's going to stay he on can't, the Dodgers. can't, right? I mean, how could, if he like, opts what, out, do the Dodgers even re-sign him? I don't know if I do. What, like, I don't know what team, including the Dodgers, would take the chance of giving him more money than he's going to already make. This dude's like, can't stay off the DL the last three seasons. It's just such a bummer. And there are problems that aren't easily remedied, you know. It's not something that surgery can fix or, you know. It's like his, this, this back is going to be an issue for the rest of his career. No. I don't know. I'm the, the the Dodgers are an incredibly confusing team right now. When I was away, I I wasn't able to watch any games, but I was occasionally checking box scores, and I would look at the Dodgers box score, and I'd be like, I don't even know who any of these players are. <laughs> like, who the hell is this Muncie so guy? Deep. <laughs> I got Max I got a, Muncie, former Oakland A. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I got a lot of catch. Everyone's a former A. Everybody's a former athletic. Not anymore. I want to say he's a catcher. That's my hunch. I think he's Muncy. He's in the outfield. He's an outfielder. He could have been a catcher in the past. No, he looks like a catcher. Yeah. Oh, first base, third base, outfield. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at this. I'm look. I pulled up their box score from last night. You have Jock Peterson hitting first, Muncy hitting second. Grandal oh. hitting third and Matt Kemp hitting fourth. Like, what the hell is this team? Yeah, Matt Kemp, <laughs> the savior. It's what like is happening? Weirdest thing. Matt Kemp might win the MVP. No. He ain't winning no MVP. I don't it is know, crazy. Man. I mean, I, I, mean I, I honestly don't think he's going to win the MVP. But, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Like, Matt Kemp is the clear representative for the Dodgers. The and it's just kind of funny because when the A, and I'm sure the Dodgers and the Braves felt the same way, it was just a salary dump, you know, a way to reconfigure money for both teams. But the Dodgers, uh, like, clearly won that trade, even if that, wa- that wasn't their intention, you know. It's kind yeah. of funny. This is what a weird thing. And I was listening to, I can't credit this for my own thought, but I was listening to Buster only talk about how he's been hearing people say that Matt Kemp should be a candidate for the Comeback Player of the Year award. And his point was, like, you shouldn't be a candidate for the comeback player of the year if all you did was decide to finally get into shape again. <laughs> and I yeah, really, that's a good point. I really like that sentiment. I mean, like, when you saw him, like, his first season in Atlanta or, like, that, that season in San Diego, it's like that dude just looked bloated and slow and just, like, completely uninterested and, like, yeah, so he looks a lot better now. 
Obviously, he's having a great season. He's the best hitter on the Dodgers right now, which is a crazy thing to say. So, <laughs> I know this team is, like, really, really weird. And somehow, they're still in it. The Diamondbacks did not take off in the way that everyone thought that they were going to. The Rockies have not had, are not having the same season they had last year. So the, the Dodgers are very much still in play. They could still win the West. I don't know how that's possible. I think they're at 500. The West, top to bottom, is separated by four and a half games. The San Diego Padres are four and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's insane. And I was like, the AL West is just as tight, right? But the AL West is exciting. Like, these teams are good. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone in the NL West is like, or I'm sorry, yeah, the NL West is like right around 500. Oof. This is, yeah. That's it's a rough division, man. It's not, I the, this yeah. completely caught me off guard. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dodgers in the second half, and particularly what they do at the trade deadline, because like, what need do they address? Because they have so many needs to address. But we shall see. Kershaw for Harvey and Homer Bailey, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Salary dump. I mean, the one bright spot that I've noticed since I've been gone is that Kenley Jansen is right at the ship, and he's back to being the dominant closer that he was before. But I don't know. Their bullpen looks shaky. Their offense is just completely confusing to me. Like Clayton Kershaw's absence is obviously a huge deal. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens with this team, but they've got some pieces. It's just a very strange collection of pieces. Well, a big congratulations to Pujols for getting his 3,000th hit this year, as we mentioned earlier. But then you take a look at the Angels, third place, four and a half games behind the Mariners, who are leading the AL West. And I'm supposed to hate the Angels, and I kind of do, but I also kind of want to see him get in the playoffs because of Trout and Pujols, you know. What about Otani? And Otani, yeah. Uh, who, was a, who was on the DL initially with a blister, and now he's got a strained uh, UCL. No Tommy John, though, so that's good. I want to I get to Otani in a second, but I just say there's something unsettling to me. I know this has been talked about to death by many people. I don't. I just really don't enjoy Albert Pujols on the Angels. Like, yes, I hate the Angels, but it's, it's just something weird about it. It just doesn't seem right. What? Because like, he just seems like such a cardinal, or what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, and I know, like you know, that the Cardinals are probably grateful that he didn't resign with them, but it just doesn't. It seems weird. Well, everything about the Angels is weird. They, like, play right next to Disneyland, and they got all those fake rocks out there. They got the same jersey as the Rangers, like I always say. I don't know. It's weird. It's cheap. They're like a cheap team. Yeah, yeah. Good good call. They're like a cheap. Just kind of slapped it together. Yeah. Speaking of, Otani sucks. No, he doesn't suck. He has a strained UCL. This dude is doing nothing. <laughs> okay. So, this dude has pitched. Let me pull up his pitching. I have this. Pull up this. Some stats for you. I'm ready. How, how many innings do you think he's pitched this year? Forty. <laughs> Close. He's pitched forty-nine. That's embarrassing, <laughs> dude. Why? Only forty-nine. Like what? You're not like you're They're barely being... helping your team. Like, I could go in there, and I could be really good. The like dude hasn't pitched weeks. in, like, two years before this. Are you out of your mind? That's not why. That's not no, why. Because he has to have plenty of rest because he don't make the Prince pitch on normal MLB rest. He has to pitch in his Japanese rest. <laughs> okay. Ridiculous. What's wrong with that? Ridiculous. You don't see Masahiro Tanaka or you Darvish complaining about it. Yeah, because they've then, been over here forever. This dude has only 
had 114 at bats. That's just embarrassing. Like this guy, like yeah, he's good, but he doesn't. He barely plays. He's barely on the field. Anyone can be good every once in a while. Oh my goodness. He's like he's like Ronald Torres of the Yankees. He's just as useful. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Dude, this just jealousy that he didn't sign with the uh with the Yankees does not look good on you. Yankees didn't want him. Yeah, oh the, yes doing, they did. Doing just fine with that. Uh, it's like all this big deal about this guy that barely ever plays. I don't understand it. It's silly. Well, he's got more war than uh, Giancarlo Stanton, so you got that going for you. Well, yeah, any like if you can pick your spots like that, then yeah. Better OPS. Stanton's out there every day. I wish I can remember the uh, this the Stanton stat that I sent you. It was beautiful. Something about him totally sucking balls. It was that Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Nimmo has a better war than Stan does right now. <laughs> I think he had a better everything. That's right. That's embarrassing. Who's Brandon Nimmo for you non-Mets fans? A spot outfield starter for the even New York the, Mets is better than Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. He's not, I mean, this guy, he's, you know, whatever. If you... <laughs> I if you're not say, Sandy Alderson or, or Mickey Calloway, <laughs> Brandon Nimmo is out. <laughs> I will say, though, like being gone and not being able to watch the Yankees. Yeah. When I came back and I was watching the game um, two days ago when uh, Stanton hit a home run in the 13th. And, man, that swing is so gross. Stanton's? I hate his swing. Oh, so I hate much. it too. It's I hate it too. Worst. Oh, it makes me so happy you said that. I mean, I've said it before, but it's like, oh, I just got reminded because I think I got used to it, and then like not seeing it for a little while, and like yeah. you, com- you compare it to like Judge and Sanchez and Bird who have these like smooth swings, and then Sanchez or then uh, Stan gets up there and he looks like he's like trying to unclog a toilet. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Ridiculous. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that he's on the team and they're in first place. No, he sucks, dude. He should be crushing it. But the dude either just strikes out or hits a home run, and he don't give two turds about doing anything else. It's like he has so much protection in that lineup versus when he was in Miami. Who do you have, JT Romuto? Like, come on. Now he's got Judge, Sanchez... Didi, when Didi was playing well. It's like, yeah. Don't, don't forget about the bird, man. It's embarrassing. Oh, yeah, bird with his, uh, did he get a cadaver foot or something? Is he back now? <laughs> he's back. He'll be back for a couple weeks. He's got to get his standard uh, 20 games in before he uh, yeah. on the stable list again. Just get a whole cadaver leg. Just be uh, terrible. So... Speaking of the Yankees, former Yankee great, Robinson Cano shocked the world. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, <laughs> when I read it, initially, when, I, when the news first broke, I was, like, speechless. Yeah. And then you kind of think about it, and Mark Deshera is, like, calling him out on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think Mark Deshera might be my new favorite commentator. This dude's amazing. Yeah, he was like, not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look at who his friends were. It's like, damn, dude. (laughs) And then and then old old timer CC Sabathia has to come back and say that he's not surprised that Uh, Teixeira said he wasn't. It's like, oh, here we go. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's like it's actually not that surprising, but it is like this dude is one of the biggest stars of the game. This dude was going to be in the Hall of Fame, and all that's over now. I mean, he's still yep. going to. I mean, you have to look not much further than the guy that bats behind him in the batting order. Like he, he's still a respected player who's playing very well, Nelson Cruz. But like Cano's whole narrative is completely shifted. And to be clear, he. Tested positive for Lasix or ferrosamide, which is a diuretic. 
which I guess masks it. Yeah, and for people that don't know what Lasix is normally used for, it's it's not a commonly prescribed medication for people that are young and healthy. It's normally given for someone, like, it's most commonly prescribed for congestive heart failure to get fluid, excess fluid out of your lungs and your body. So like, it's this not likely that he was taking it for any other reason, no matter what he says. I would be very curious about the medical condition that he's claiming he was taking it for. And yeah, there are like negative. Lasix is a very strong diuretic. There are other diuretics that are usually given first. And has been pointed out by many people, if you're taking it for a medical reason, get an exemption. Boom. Everyone has it. There's like every player in the league has an exemption for something. Yeah. Except for Chris Davis. He forgot to put his exemption in. <laughs> and now he's batting like a 100. Terrible. Man, that guy. That guy's anyway, a good. I love, there's a fantasy baseball podcast I listen to where they refer to the Chris Davis of the Orioles as the bad Chris Davis. And the Chris Davis on the A's is the good Chris Davis. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I've started to co-opt, but yeah. So then, you know, he puts out some dumb thing where it's like, oh, I was prescribed to medical condition. I don't understand. And then shortly thereafter, your boy Wellington Castillo gets popped for, for performance enhancing drugs. And I, I can't remember what he actually got caught using, but it was something a little bit more blatant. And the dude just straight up, I don't think, I can't remember anyone ever reacting like this. Just being like, I screwed up. I'm really sorry. I did something I shouldn't have done. I take responsibility. Perfect. And, like, it sucks what he did, and he completely screwed his team because he was, like, there for a very important reason is to help develop these young pitchers in the White Sox, but at least he owned up to it. Not doing some dumb stuff, talking about some doctor gave it to him. He didn't know what he was taking and, like, the dude, from yeah. what I read, too, like, the, he broke the news to his team and apologized mm. personally. So, I nice. don't know. Crappy that he did it, but you have to, you got to have some respect for the way that he handled it. But you almost have to wonder if Robinson Cano was holding back the Mariners. Because since he's been suspended, yeah. they are tearing <laughs> it up, dude. Like, they're well, in first place. And, and, and not only is he suspended for 80 games, but he's also suspended for the postseason. So if somehow, some way, the M's make it in, it will be without Robbie Cano. So, so this is what I'm wondering. Former so Yankee, dude. They have no morals. What are you going to do? That's why the Yankees got rid of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, this is what I'm wondering, is this was first announced, like that he got caught in spring training, or like right before spring training started. He tested positive, and this has been like, there's been like an appeals process, and all of a sudden, and eventually, he just decided to stop. When he like got on the disabled list, he decided to stop fighting his suspension. Pretty convenient. Which is like, yeah, oh, disgusting. However... I'm wondering if that's the real reason that Matt Mandipoto went after D. Gordon. Is maybe he knew that this was a possibility. So he's like, I can develop this guy into a center fielder. And if the Cano thing actually does go down, then we have a gold glove second baseman that we can slide right in there. Hmm. That would be very Jerry Depoto-like. I don't know. I don't know if that... If like how it works, like if the team is also aware of the investigation, I'm not sure. But I I'm love sure it. I'm sure the GM's gotta be, right? I would assume, but I honestly I honestly don't know. It's just speculation. But hmm. sure enough, D. Gordon has been, been playing second base. They haven't missed a beat. They got Tampa Bay hero, Denard Spann. Yeah, I love that move. It's working out good. I mean pfft. Who's the reliever? I, I, I can't say his last name. Cologne. It's not Cologne. It's like Colome. Colome or so. There you yeah. go. Alex Very Colome. French. Colome. <laughs> Something like that. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah dude. I, the uh, the Mariners are exciting. 
and uh, I've been I've been looking forward to them doing well. So I'm kind of glad it's happening. I but mean, can been, they sustain it? We've been waiting for them to make the playoffs for the last like five years. Yeah, so I'm not holding my breath, but King Felix is pitching pretty pretty decent. James Paxton is a madman, and I don't know. I really I love their offense, and they don't seem to be affected by the absence of Cano, which is pretty amazing. So we shall see. But I'm I'm liking what they're doing, and I'm really enjoying watching the AL West right now. It's just way more competitive than I think anyone expected. You know, minus the Rangers. Yeah. Like I think the old the old Oakland A's hovering right at 500 per usual. We thought that the A's and the Angels were going to be good, but I I I don't think we thought that particularly the Angels were going to be this good. And the fact that the A's have been able to hold their own against teams that on paper seem to be a lot better. It's just pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, I, I'm loving what the A's are doing right now, too. You got my boy Dustin Fowler hitting leadoff where he belongs. Matt Olson is a maniac. Chris Davis back from the DL, and the team is looking really good. Matt Chapman starting to hit again uh, after getting off to a slow start. So we'll see. I don't think that the A's are going to be in it. I kind of my instinct is that Houston's gonna gonna win the division and the Angels are gonna be in second, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if Seattle can stay in it, and we'll see. I'm curious to see also what Houston does at the deadline. And who, yeah, who they, their rotation who, is insane. Their rotation's ridiculous, and I think like. If they could add, let's say, like a Zach Britton or a Brad Brock or something like that, like hmm. strengthen that bullpen, woof. Done. Done. I would like to rescind my comment I made a while ago about how the Cleveland Indians were, gonna, were the best team in baseball this season. Yeah, whoops. We we both have them and the Nationals in the World Series this year, so uh, who knows? It could happen. It could happen. It just won't be pretty if it does happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of expectations being incorrect, what the hell is going on with your twins, man? Ooh, not looking so hot. Twins suck. <laughs> twins suck. This is ridiculous. Yeah, know. well, what? I like your notes here. What, Logan Morrison isn't hitting? Come on, dude. That's not news. Come on. <laughs> same, same with, I like him, but unfortunately, same with Sano. So in, in, in my notes, I sent you the, um, some of their big acquisitions. I left out Addison Reed and Fernando Rodney, but um, Lance Lynn, who they, there was a late signing for them. Uh, he has getting off to it. He has a 5.46 ERA. It just looks awful. Oda Rizzi has been better out of, as of late, but still he has a 4.24 ERA. Logan Morrison, who everyone, the whole baseball world was cheering, what a great signing this was for them. That bum is hitting 197 with the OPS of 657 and six home runs. Go back to Little League. Six, clown. six homers. That's not going to get you in the derby, kid. What a joke. What a joke that dude is. And then you got Buxton, who can't keep off the DL. And when he was on the field, he didn't look the same as he did last year. And then your other big slugger, Snow, is hitting 202 with a 691 OPS and his seven home runs, essentially the same as Morrison. Yeah. To be fair, they have some guys that are playing exceptionally well. Um, Rosario um, and Escobar are the two basic, are the prime examples of that. But a lot of the guys are just not not showing up in their pitching, as always, has been atrocious. Um, disappointing. I was uh, looking forward to seeing this team have a nice run, and it's just not looking like it's going to happen. You're, they're behind the Tigers. Yeah, that's insane to me. And it's also insane how bad Kansas City is. They're so bad. Yeah. But we we got to say all this with a caveat that we're only like 60, 65 games in the season. So. It's true. However... Yeah. 
if you are like this far into the season and you're neck and neck with the Tigers, something is going horribly wrong. <laughs> like the Tigers were supposed well, to the be the Tigers are in second place. Yeah, exactly. The Tigers were supposed to be the Tigers and the Marlins were going to be like the two worst teams in recent history. And it's not shaping up that way for the Tigers. It definitely is for the Marlins. That is brutal baseball. But Tigers, I mean, they're not good. But that division is so bad that they're somehow in second place right now. And, yeah. Ridiculous. Shame on you, twins. (laughs) Get, Get it together. So I wanted to talk about Going into the season, there was some players that we kind of were anticipating having really good years or players we just assumed because of past performance were going to have really good years and have just been stinking it up. I'm ready. My first example is the White Sox young pitchers. Giolito, Lopez, Fulmer. This guy's brutal. They should all be in AAA still. <laughs> it's like it's painful to watch. They have this the they're twenty seventh in team ERA. None of these guys look like they belong in the big leagues right now. I don't understand why they're being overexposed. This doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. White Sox pitching staff sucks. I think it's when <laughs> when your ace is James Shields, then you know. Yeah, you got a you got an issue, but he he's the guy that gave up that home run to uh, Bartolo Colon for reference. <laughs> the only one to ever do it, so that's uh, pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, another guy I wanted to bring up is uh, your boy, Blue Jays pitcher, Aaron Ooh. Sanchez. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you under the bus on this one. Uh, I I never thought Aaron Sanchez was gonna be good. Really? Words never left my mouth. Yeah, hell no. Uh, he had like such a good like two seasons ago. That dude was like throwing fire. He looked amazing. He looked like he was going to be a future ace. Like, he's not even the best pitcher on his team. Well, then this dude, he has like blisters the entire year last year. He can't get rid of them. He's finally got the blister thing under control. And. I don't know if he needs to get his eyes checked or, or what, but he's completely lost the ability to throw strikes. Mm. It's brutal. I mean, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit. He's not <laughs> Slight, the worst pitcher slightly. in baseball or anything. but like, <laughs> it's, He's it's, no it's, Homer Bailey. <laughs> he's no Homer Bailey. But he's also no Jay Happ, which is like, come on, dude. Jay Happ's like 50 years old at this point. You can't pitch better than him? That's ridiculous. <laughs> And this next one makes me a little sad. Donaldson. Oof. I want to put Donaldson and Goldschmidt in the same category. No, same with Goldschmidt, yeah. And I th- Goldschmidt's got to be hurt or something. Because no one just drops off the table like this after being consistent for so long. Maybe it's the humidor. He's striking out like crazy. It, oh, the humidor got him. <laughs> he can't handle the moisture. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you know he. I I, I watched the the Diamondbacks Giants series this week, and he had a really good series. I think he got like you know seven hits or something in three games. But the Giants are good for that against Giants are good for that because Goldie. But I'm more confident that he can turn it around than Donaldson can. Yeah, and I mean Donaldson even started the year off with like what a dead shoulder yeah. he's like throwing he looked like uh he looked like john lester out there just rolling it to first that was bad i, I mean i just Things. i'm i'm concerned that he's played hard for so long and now he's getting up there in age that like he just it's all taking a toll on his body i, hope I think what you're tr- i think what you're trying to say is that billy bean is a genius is that no i'm reading between the lines i think absolutely. that's what you're getting at absolutely not dumped him at the peak of his value. <laughs> yeah, I and like Kendall, it. Kendall Graveman was a great return 
He was. <laughs> Good job. Don't on sleep that on one. Kendall Graveman. He'll be back. Kendall, Kendall no idea where he is, but he'll be back. I don't think he's. <laughs> he's definitely not with the A's anymore, right? Uh, stand by one. That's what Wikipedia is good for. They updated this. Oh yeah, he's still there. <laughs> Pitching in Nashville. Uh, what happened to your boy to... Uh, Barreto or whatever? Oh, Franklin Barreto. That's a great yeah. question. The A's are so tough to keep up with, dude. You gotta. That was the thing like too. A... If I could go back to my hatred of Billy Bean again, I'm ready. Where, like his whole attitude with that team that year was basically like, "Screw you, baseball fans. I could care less about what you think. I'm gonna ruin the game by like refusing to let you have any player for longer than half a season." Chavez was there a long time. Miguel Tejada, come on, dude. Couldn't get rid of Chavez, that's why. No, he was good. He was good. Hey, Jed Lowry's a stud. I'm back on it, dude. Double ear flaps, let's go. Dude's killing it. I'd like to get Jed Lowry tested. (laughs) Probably probably not a bad idea. Let's avoid bringing (laughs) that up. Don't put any ideas out there. Dude's just hitting like a psycho. The, the in the twilight of his career. All right, this next guy, Bellinger, who cares? He sucks, dude. Did you watch the World Series last year? I mean, we've talked to death about how much we don't like Bellinger and, like, how it was super interesting. I, I can't remember. Besides, like, the Bryce Harper situation where he got walked, like, yeah. every time in a series against the Cubs, and you just, like, you watched his season unravel after that. Yeah, like, like, this is kind, this dude like, has the mental strength of like a chicken nugget. Like I'm yeah. not buying this dude. Get out no. of here. No, you're a clown. <laughs> Go play for the Reds. Go back up, Matt Harvey. If I could learn to throw a curveball like in a couple days and learn how to locate it down and in, Bellinger, I'd be like unhittable to him. I'd be Charlie yeah. Morton esque spin rate. Like I would yeah. just be a special. They just bring me in against him. That'd be great. You could get the whole Yankees lineup out, too. <laughs> he throws a 72-mile-an-hour curveball down and in. <laughs> giving up no hits. Nowhere, nowhere near the strike zone. <laughs> and I like this last guy, too, Carlos Carrasco. Man. What the hell? I don't understand what's happening with Carrasco. Well, he's 31. That's ancient. He is, he is beyond the age from which we like to watch players play, but yeah, unacceptable age. <laughs> Ship him out. Ship him out. But yeah, I mean, this, All right. the Indians pitching staff, dude. Like, that's just so strange. Like how mediocre they've been. And their bullpen. Woof. Their Goodness. bullpen. Oh. Man, their bullpen is brutal. Cody Joe Allen Smith has like eight like, thousand, or Co- yeah, Cody Allen has like eight thousand innings. He's like out there throwing three innings. It's ridiculous. Francona don't care. I can't get Andrew Miller back soon enough. Yeah. All right. On to our weekly stuff. Our overreactions. All right. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Tigers in second place. This is an overreaction. Because <laughs> they're going to be in first soon. <laughs> Negative. We're about a third <laughs> of the way into the season. And uh, I'm not buying it in the least. I just, I just wanted to put that in there to make you laugh. Cause yeah. It's kinda, kind of, that's more just showing how bad the rest of the teams in the Central are. Yeah, it is a little insane. Nine games back from Cleveland, and Minnesota's a half a game behind Detroit, and then it just falls off. If the Twins Kansas can't, City and the can't White be, if the Twins can't be over five hundred in this division, I mean that's just ridiculous. Yeah, Kansas City is embarrassing. They're one game better than the. I'm sorry, they're a half game better than the White Sox. Yeesh. Kansas City has a worse record than Miami. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. 
No one's worse than Baltimore, though. They are the worst. Which makes and people sad. are talking about people are talking about Machado resigning. Uh, I think not, bro. <laughs> He's gonna have a, a nice long career with the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> All right, your second point: the Mets are awful, and they should do a send off or a sell off. I guess. Yeah. This is not an overreaction. I think the Mets are awful. I think that what happened in the beginning of the season was a fluke. When they got off to a really good start, this team is embarrassing to watch. What a horrible lineup they put together. What a joke. Yeah. Outside of DeGrom, who are they going to get rid of, though? Can you imagine the return that they could get for DeGrom and Syndergaard? Well, that would be insane. I mean, you have DeGrom, Syndergaard, Familia. Like, those three guys, you could get a ton back. You can't trade Cespedes. No one's going to touch that. They got some young guys. I mean, you don't want – there's some players you don't want to trade, but, like, like their young shortstop, Ahmed Rosario, like, you want to keep – hold on to those guys. But, like, man, whoever you can. This is awful. Trade, yeah. t- trade, trade Toddy Frazier. No one's going to pick up Todd Frazier on a one-year deal. For what? For one, for one top prospect. No. <laughs> Out of your mind. Um, there's talk about Jose Reyes being DFA'd. Do it. Should have and Cole Calhoun. Oh, that makes me happy. Obviously, he's not on the Mets. He's on the Angels. Cole Calhoun ends up on the A's. Shut up. (laughs) More like Cole Calgoon, if you (laughs) catch my drift. Get out of here. It's terrible. Get some tips. Get some hitting tips from Mike Trout. He's like eight feet from you. Ask him a couple things. I know you have two of the best hitters in modern baseball. Yeah. On your team, and you... In Otani and Trout. Yeah. <laughs> One, Pujols has 3,000 hits. Mike Trout has already been placed in the Hall of Fame. So it's like, ask a couple scenarios, dude. Ask a couple questions. Yeah, and ask Otani where the ice packs are, because that's all he knows about. <laughs> Clown. All oh, right. He's so good. He played in three games all season. <laughs> your your Bryce Harper and the Nationals are back in in first place in the NL East. This is not an overreaction. Yeah, since we both predicted him to be in the World Series, we certainly hope it's not. <laughs> I mean, I think that like maybe the more appropriate question is are the Atlanta Braves still legitimate contenders? And I think that's an overreaction. I just I have no faith in their pitching to go through an entire year. They have some like, exciting young pitchers, but these guys are going to be pitching long, more than they've ever pitched before. Julio Tehran yeah. is, a, is a mess. I just, I don't, I think he's even injured. I think he's even on the DL. Yeah, Tehran and Sorok are on the 10-day ten, ten DL. Yeah. And, and, like, and Acuna. This team is probably one year away from being legitimate World Series contender. But not this is not the year. No, and I almost feel like they don't even care that this isn't the year because it wasn't expected to happen so quickly. Yeah. It's kind of like the Yankees and their rebuild that they're going through. Oh, goodness. Get out of here. You know, low expectations. Dude, they have some really good pieces, though. Who, the Yankees? Even Nick Mark... No, the Braves. Nick Marquica is just raking. Get out of the way. I mean, and Freddie, Freddie Freeman, just you never hear his name. Just a stud, though. He's just so s- subtle about it. He's my dark horse MVP candidate. Oh, that's not a dark horse. We just said that he never gets any love. <laughs> <laughs> As, I, mean, I just can't believe how good Ozzy Alpes is. Like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, this dude Legit. isn't even supposed to be the most exciting young player on his team. Like, he's behind two other guys. 
the your obsession, Dansby Swansby, whatever his name is. He is not my obsession. Get out of here. And then uh, Akuna, which you know, Akuna's injured. Akuna has been amazing. Yeah, and so Dansby Swanson is a hell of a lot better than Shelby Miller, who he was traded for. So <laughs> Braves are the winner <laughs> in that yeah, trade. Well, I mean, just even for NCR Day alone, dude. Like, yeah, NCR Day and oh, jeez, fleeced. All right, your our last overreaction: Scooter Jeanette MVP consideration. Absolutely not an overreaction. I completely agree, and I want to say this dude has the sweetest swing in the game current day. Like it is so clean to watch. This week is the week that I finally have been able to think of him legitimately as one of the better players in baseball. Yeah. And I, I know that most people don't. I'm sure there's metrics that exist that would disprove my theory, but just like just from an eye test. Because remember, like, he hit that four home run game last year, and everyone was like, oh, that's cute that he did that, <laughs> you know? And then, like... Well, I mean, it's just a fluky thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and, like, from a player that no one would expect it from, then he just kept on hitting home runs. And, like, this dude is really good. And any contending team should be in on this guy if they need a second baseman. Yeah. Oh. This dude's at, this dude played in Milwaukee for basically three years. His average was like 275 during that time. Dude's hitting 344. Take some notes, Cole Cahoon. That's how you ask favors from uh, mm-hmm. Joey Votto because uh, yeah. Scooter Jeanette is light. 344 batting average, 568 slugging, 949 OPS. Dude has 12 home runs this year, 44 RBIs. He's a stud. And one stolen base. Watch out, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Not to mention he's overcome adversity being named after a child's play thing. <laughs> Razor Scooter Jeanette. You know, I like it. I like his swing, too. And he I, seems like I, he's I, stoned all the time. He does <laughs> He does have that, like, natural stone face. Yeah. I, I, I will want to... I'm not seriously think he's going to win the MVP. I just kind of wanted to make the point that he is, like, legitimately a good player. And, like, yeah. we should just all stop pretending that this is the fluke at how good he is. Because he's, yeah. he's good. And he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's legit. He's got a better, uh, all better stats than Joey Votto this year. Yeah. All right. All right, so... On to our awards. Manager of the year. Oh, my God. I'm not ready for this at all. All right, you go first. All right. Now, keep in mind, i got to give this caveat every week. I make my predictions at the beginning of the year, unlike you, who you cheat. So my AL manager of the year, Terry Francona, Cleveland Indians. (laughs) I don't think it's happening. I don't my, think I don't think this is his year. My NL manager of the year, Phillies Gabe Kapler. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, for my AL manager of the year, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little outside the box here. I'm ready. I'm go with. Scott Sur- Service. Oh, I like it. Of I the Mariners. If, yeah, I, I just... This guy is doing the most... I mean, you could go with, like, Alex Cora or Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, get out of here. But this guy, with what, with what he has, with this crazy lineup that he has, if he can actually get them into the playoffs or get them at least, you know... Yeah, he actually has to manage, unlike Aaron Boone. And his weird pubescent teenager voice. Get out of here. I, I got some issues with Aaron Boone, but I'll get I'll I'll get into that in the next podcast. I'm ready. He's managing a bullpen like a five year old. <laughs> All right, your NL Manager of the Year. You got the best bullpen <laughs> in all of baseball, and you misuse it like crazy. Like what? Are you like a are you a clown? 
We follow along into patterns, and this the pattern this uh, podcast has been the word clown. It's a beautiful thing. All right, uh, you're so NL my, manager my, of the year. You're blowing up the time here. Then your boy, Bud Black. Oh, beautiful. I'm really hoping that one comes true so that I win that bet. Such a sweet old school name, too, Bud Black. He's a sweet old school manager. I'm like right. shocked that this dude is like managing the Rockies. This dude sh- <laughs> he should have been managing in New York or Boston or something. You know, like yeah, not a purple team with a dinosaur mascot. Get out of here. <laughs> that just screams '90s expansion. Oh man, yeah, it does. All right, All your right. jabroni of the week. This one is easy. Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> this dude is the worst. <laughs> he is pitched. Let's see if I can pull this up for you. He was a big Cubs offseason acquisition, by the way. He's pitched 58 innings this season, and he's walked 56 people. Woo! In his game that he somehow didn't lose this week, he struck out six and walked seven. Oh! Somehow he only gave up one run. This dude, he so everyone was like so Some good defense. impressed by the Cubs because this dude's been on the Rockies for the last couple seasons, and like his road splits were way better than his home splits, which is true of any Rockies pitcher. And so everyone thought the Cubs were so brilliant for signing him to, like, way more money than he probably should have gotten. Guess what? You're even stupider than Billy Bean. <laughs> Not to mention awful. that you Darvish signing. Woo! Man, the Cubs just can't get out of their own way. Jason Hayward? This one awful signing after the next. It's ridiculous. But yeah, this dude, I mean, this dude needs to be taken out of the rotation. It's kind of crazy that he's still in it. Yeah. I don't think he has much longer left, but it's brutal. All right. My jabroni of the week. You're going to like this one. Myself. Ooh, I do like it. For making fun of the Giants. They're incredibly fun to watch. McCutcheon, Longoria. Oh, I love it, dude. Bumgarner's back. Pablo's fun to watch. Oh, yeah, dude. They're, uh, uh, what made you change your mind? Because I've been watching their games. I'm like, Dude, this is awesome. And yes, they're 100 years old, but they're still holding their own in the NL West. They're still in the hunt. So it's, I like them, dude. I like them a lot. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and I'm very, I'm completely shocked by you right now. Yeah. And I'm really happy that the Giants put together a team that was actually fun to watch. Because last year was brutal. Yeah. And they got uh, Pudge Rodriguez's kid pitching now. Pitching well, yeah. too. And Alan Hansen, former Alan Hansen Pirate. Oh. Stud. He, he came in in the ninth inning of the other night with two outs. They were down two runs. One runner on, and he had a two-run home run. Amazing. Dude rakes. All right. Your stud of the week. So the opposite of Tyler Chatwood is none other than the Lizard King, Miles Mikolas. <laughs> I love this dude. He looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> this dude's like, he's just out there just destroying. Like, he doesn't have overpowering stuff. He doesn't strike out a ton of people. But he's just, like, really solid pitcher. He's got a two two seven ERA right now. He's got a whip under one. This guy's... I love him. Love it. Awesome signing. Shows why the Cardinals know they're pitching and the Cubs don't know anything. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting divisional race. It is. I hope the Brewers can just take it over and just put the Cubs away. We'll see, though. There's just still a lot of season left, and especially in that division because most of those teams had like 10 of their games in the first month snowed out. <laughs> All right, my stud of the week, my little cousin, Daniel Boderspa, now pitching 
for the Sonoma Stompers of the Pacific Association of Independent Ball. So shout out to him. Do well. Get drafted. Good luck. We will uh, we will be at your game soon announcing it. Yes. To ourselves. <laughs> Should wear tuxes and sit in the stands. <laughs> talk to the talk to the PA guy. Be like, I'm coming yeah. for you, bud. Like, whoa. We're gonna uh-huh. need some team stats of uh, the Sonoma <laughs> Stompers. So if someone could send that over right away <laughs> and some scouting reports, it'd be appreciated. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we thank you for uh, tuning into episode 27 of the baseball podcast. And we should be back on our normal schedule now that we have no long vacations. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the baseball PC or visit our website, thebaseballpc.com. And we stream on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you. Otani sucks. <laughs> That's all you want to say? <laughs> <laughs>